your host over here, Bruna, and I got a special invitation for you. Join me and the Changemakers in the No More Boxes movement, where we are raising awareness towards this limiting and isolating behavior that we human beings are constantly doing, placing ourselves and others into boxes, invisible boxes that so often are not really serving humankind. All you have to do is to go to patreon.com forward slash no more boxes and for as little as $3 a month, you can become a change maker and be with us on that journey, changing the world. Now let's get on with that podcast. You're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello there. It's Runa here, and my God, do I have an interesting guest with us today. I'm literally shaking with anticipation to share with you a story that uh, basically just took my breath away. So just to give you a little insight into my guest today, we're talking to Natalie Garson. So she is a business mentor, a strategist, and an inspirational speaker. She's the creator of Born to to Do Business Method, where she empowers women entrepreneurs to translate their life's mission into a successful business so that they can share their unique gifts with the world and have a greater impact. Natalie is so much more than helping women making an impact. She has made already such a huge impact in my own life. So I am so honored to have her as our guest today, sharing with us how her life, how she totally transformed her life. She's coming from a religion background in her, what she says is her previous life. And she had to make so many transformational strategic choices in her personal, professional life where to get where she is today. So I'm thrilled <laughs> to invite <laughs> Natalie Garson to the Chainsmakers podcast. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you, Runa. Thank Woo! you. I am so excited. I have been looking forward to this and we have such a great connection and I love your energy and I'm just so happy to have this discussion with you and just let it happen and just, you know, you know share what I have to share and through yeah. uh, your questions, I'm so happy to do that. Shall I, to give our audience a little insights into how we met and how this whole goosebumps of connections and understanding how that all happened. Uh, just to give you a little insight, I was on a mindset retreat in Atlanta, sitting there listening to Fabian Fredriksen, really taking yes. my breath away. And beside me, there you were. Yeah. At the, at the, and for some reason, both of us who normally want to sit right in the front, we were right in the back. 
Exactly. I had been sitting in the front, front row two days. And the last day, I don't know why, I just said, you know what, today I'm just going to sit in the back. And I came in the room and I just decided to sit on the you know, right side of the room and I sat right next to you. And as we know, there are no coincidences, right? Yeah, so no coincidences, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And as we started to talk and share, as one does on a seminar like this, tell me, Natalie, what happened for you? I know what happened for me, but tell us yeah. what happened for you. Well, the mindset retreat, I'm so happy that you're talking about that because I was actually on a very uh, high energy and, you know, discovering so many things on my purpose and on my born to do. And I was all ready to share this with, you know, with people around me. But then when I sat to you and you started talking to me about the no more boxes movement, that just like was like wow that was like just the right timing the right topic the right you know idea everything just blew because i had been thinking about like you said my religious background and how you know i am jewish as we're going to probably talk about it and how i felt that part of my mission was also to help people in this culture in this identity connect and get out of the boxes Mm. And then I'm sitting right next to you and you're just talking about no more boxes. And I'm like, is this, is this real? Like, is this something, you know, it was, it felt like it was just, you know, just sent from, you know, this is, this is not a sign. This is even more than a sign. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like a big, you know, billboard. It's even more than a sign. Right. And it was like, I can't, you know, why would I sit next to you? What would I talk about this? Why would this happen now? And, and then since then, the rest is history. I mean, we haven't stopped, you know, connecting. And, and then I met your partner who has such an incredible story. And then I was like, okay, this is more than meant to be. This is really, and I'm so happy that we have this podcast to talk about it because, you know, we say it's not a coincidence. We say we have a mission, but we, we have to listen to the signs. And this is yeah. a sign for me. So, yeah, that's what happened for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was quite magical. And that, that goes back to, for me, knowing we all have a certain history that then leads us to this place where we met. You know, there's something that happened in both of our lives that met us. Poof, there we are at this time and we're ready. Right. So can you share with us, because I know that your life has not always been a bed of roses. Yes, that's the least you can say. So are you willing to share with us why is it so important for you to go and help Jewish community to leave their yeah. box? Yeah, well, there is something, like you said, we all have a history and we all have, you know, a place we come from. We all have our DNA and uh, we have, you know, our parents, our grandparents, the country we come from, we are made from so many different pieces of puzzles, right? That we, uh, that makes who we are today, right? Mm -hmm. And, and somehow I feel like our life is the journey that we need to discover all those pieces and to understand what impact they have on our life today. Mm -hmm. Because we are all victims at some point or another of, you know, blockage or things that we, you know, can get passed by or things that we don't know how to overcome or fears or, you know, so many things that we are living with. And sometimes we don't un even understand where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that I have done a lot of work on myself to understand 
where everything that I am is coming from. And some of it, a big part of it is actually my religious identity is actually being Jewish. So instead of putting me in a box that says, you know, I'm in the Jewish box and that's where I'm going to stay. It was more universal because everyone that is coming from a certain background is going to have some leftovers or some consequences of, you know, what it makes you today. And it's not about going back into that box. So to tell you more, to answer your question about, you know, how my life hasn't been so easy. Well, I do come from a religious background and I was in the big box of very, very religious, you know, Jewish people. I don't know what that means for our listeners or for you, but it's about, you know, the more extreme, let's say, you know, part of, uh, of you know, being Jewish. And that was a choice at the time. That was mm. a choice because I was looking for meaning and I was looking for purpose and I was looking for identity. I was looking to belong and, and, you know, this is a very interesting box because it actually is giving all this. Yeah. It actually so, so you were not born into, into that religious form. So it's interesting because I was born in a, in a traditional box, but then mm-hmm. I went further because of my search for meaning and for purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I still have today. And that's why yeah. it's interesting because yeah. the transversal search for meaning doesn't have to be through religion or through ideology. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's what I discovered on myself because I thought at the time well, I was young, you know, I was, uh, you know, my 18 years old and I thought that, okay, I'm looking for meaning. I'm looking for purpose. I'm looking for answers. And I have here a religion that, you know, my family is traditional. So I'm just going to go towards that, which was easier because God has all the answers, right? Mm. That's, that was my shortcut. But yeah. boy, did I pay this shortcut. Boy, was I, after that, the victim of my own shortcut because I got lost. And what happened? How did you get lost? And what was, what was in that? It, can, I, can I call that ugly box or was it, a, that it was an ugly box? It was an ugly box, not because all religious Jews are in an ugly box. It was an no. ugly box because it wasn't for the right reasons. Um. It was an ugly box because I was going into it because mm. I was looking for something. And instead of doing the work of going inside and looking for what I really needed, I just saw a box and said, okay, I'm just going to go in it. Yeah, And the worst for boxes is when it's not the right one. I mean, some people are religious and happy. You know, no one can say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a choice. Exactly. As long as as it's a choice. But for me, it was a fake choice, right? It was a choice, but it was just a shortcut. Yeah, I sometimes, we sometimes say, and in the book, the story of boxes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we are pointing out, you know, like the subtitle is, the good, the bad, and the ugly that right. any box can be a good one. It can be a bad one and it can be an ugly one. And yeah. religion, religion can be a really good one it, mm-hmm. when it's serving you and when it's uh, yeah. making you feel even you're part of a group. And you're, But it's really when it starts to hinder you from yes. being who you really are. Yes, exactly. When That's it turns exactly. into a bad or even an ugly one. So tell us, how did, you know, can you share with us, what was your situation? Well, I was, you know, 18, living in France, decided to go to New York because that's where there was a Jewish, what we call a Jewish seminary, which mm-hmm. is a school for girls. And I just left everything. I had a boyfriend. 
I had friends, you know, my whole life was in France and I just decided to leave everything, break up with a boyfriend that I was four years with and, and just start a new life, right? Mm. Just go into that box of, yeah. okay, let me erase everything I was until now and start new, like, you know, like the newborn. And that is, that's what I call a shortcut, right? That's yeah. where the box is not aligned because yeah. there's, no, there's no easy solution. You're going to have to do the work and you're going to have to go deep. And I didn't want to go there. And so that was just a copy paste, you know, just, you know, copy paste the solution and that's where you pay the price. And so it's, it's, this is my message today. My message today is yes to identity, yes to belonging, yes to, you know, understanding what is your meaning but no to finding a shortcut to say, okay, they understood, you know, they have the answers. I'm just going to go with them. No, you have to find your own answers. That's what I discovered. Instead of following blindly. And your religion was what? It was the, you went into what type of uh, Jewish religion? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So there are many, as you can imagine, there are many, many different types of, you know, religious, you know, different types of boxes, I would say, (laughs) within the box. (laughs) Right. And so it was actually a very intellectual and intelligent one. So actually I got lucky or maybe that was also help that I got because I didn't get into the ones that were really, really dark and that, you know, not have, you know, probably I don't know if I could have gotten out of there. No, the ones that I wasn't there in was really about teaching women was about, you know, uh, uh, it wasn't extreme in uh, within the box of Judaism, but it was still extreme that I had to cut all my ties. And that I had to stop living the life that that I was living, right? So I couldn't have a boyfriend. I could go to university, but I had to choose which, you know, uh, subject I could, you know, study because not everything was allowed. But everything was done in a very smart way with giving reasons. And it wasn't like, you know, you just do it because we're telling you to do it. So uh, in that sense, I was lucky enough. But then... Uh, to answer your question on what did happen, yeah. I did get married to the wrong person. Well, mm. it's actually after having worked on this for many years, it was the right person because he is the father of my children and I love my children so dearly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was meant to happen, right? Because yeah, my children yeah. are here because of him. So that's why we had to meet. But it was, you know, as if you read in the books or if you saw in movies, it was a meeting, you know, it was meeting like seven times with with him and then getting engaged and then three months later being married. Wow. So it's like, boom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and that was like an arranged marriage. It was what we call an arranged marriage. I mean, there yeah. are different on the, on the spectrum of arranged marriage. You have people that don't see there, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you, okay, so it's not that, right? It's not, you, no. don't see, you don't see the person before, but it is that I had a list of things that my husband needed to have, and I was focused on the mission, and, you know, this is who I wanted to get married, and as long as he had those things, you were told that you will love your husband later in life, mm. right? Except yeah. that, yeah, well, it, it, sometimes it works. And the people yeah. that are brought up in this, you know, uh, in this education and in this mindset, they, I, think they, I think they can get to a place where they get, learn to love their husband. But mm-hmm. I was coming from a different place. So it yeah. wasn't aligned with me. 
except yeah. that I didn't, I didn't know that. So I was yeah. my worst enemy. It's not about, it's not even talking about the system, right? The system can be right for some people, but are you aligned with the system? Are you in the right, you know, life that you're choosing for yourself? Or are you just following, you know, just following because it's easy because it's just preventing you from doing the work. So here I'm not even saying it's because of the system. Some people do get married like that. I have friends that get married like that and they're very happy and, and it's fine for them, but it wasn't fine for me because I didn't look inside. Yeah. So you are, after meeting your husband for seven times and then three months later you, I mean, you get engaged and then three months later you get married. I'm assuming that at first it was all fine and dandy. Well, this is why my story gets interesting. And and this is also why I think that I have to share it. Yes, Um, please. yeah, Yeah, because it's not about you know, complaining or talking about me being a victim. It's about taking a totally normal girl of 18 or 20 and in half a year even changing her life into a nightmare. Yes. And sometimes I think that the nightmare was here to give me a kick in the butt, (laughs) you know, to say, you know what, we're going to make it really bad so that you're not going to have a choice to look inside and to make those decisions. Wow. Because if it, if it would have been average, then I would probably be still married with kids and, you know, live that lifestyle, which was not for me. But, you know, universe sent me someone that didn't know how to use words and used his hands instead. Oh, oh, yes. It's heavy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's why, I mean, it's so much, it's like a, it's like a, in a book, like in a movie, you know, you feel like it's too, it's just, um, it's too obvious not to see the connecting points and say, okay, there was a message here that you didn't get. So, you know, I spent my time being angry and I spent my time, you know, also uh, complaining and saying, why did this happen to me? And why did I have to go through this? But luckily today, and I think that's why I can talk about it. And that's also why I'm writing my book Hmm. is that luckily today I have the distance, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. I can look at my life and I can see that those events happen for a reason. And, Instead of having to go through it the, the hard way, which is, you know, getting kicked in the butt, mm-hmm. you know, how about, you know, looking at your life and looking at who you are and making the choices that are aligned with who you are before you have to go, all, you know, through all those wrong paths. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's the and, question. And at the time, as you're a young woman, you have two children, you are in, you're in an abusive relationship that is holding a tight to some some can we say is that accepted within the community that that women can be abused or i'm just asking because really i hope yeah. that i'm not asking on a, on a question that is not appropriate but i'm asking purely out of being curious is is that accepted right, right. so it actually is a good question because on the one hand it's not because, yeah. you know, no one is going to, you know, 
outrightly say yes you know men it's not that kind of community where it's encouraged or or it's you know men don't have the right to do that on the one mm-hmm. hand on the other hand divorce is such a taboo and is such something that is it's not forbidden because you can get divorced but it's the last thing that you want to do that mm-hmm. the whole community and the whole system gets together to you know to show you that you know first of all maybe it wasn't really violence or maybe you didn't really see it you know the way it was or maybe if you would talk differently then things would have wouldn't happen like that or maybe you know maybe you're not really being really nice so you know so you have those ideas yeah so it's not about he's allowed to do that but it's about playing with your mind it's about so you you become so it's really all your fault yeah and so you're like you know like when women are raped and said why did you wear such a short skirt yeah so it's like playing more with your emotions and you know what i mean it's about you start asking yourself well, maybe if I didn't talk like that, or maybe if I didn't wear this, or maybe yeah. because, of course, an abusive husband, you know, I mean, maybe you don't, but uh, for, I mean, I've studied the subject and, and it's and it's very unpredictable. Yeah. It's about everything and nothing. It's not, yeah. it's not something that you can say, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop doing this and then it's going to stop. Yeah. It just happens, you know, without reasons. I mean, that's the, Mm. that's the point. And so you feel like, so you play a game. You're like, okay, so I'm gonna, I even had, if I can share, I even had a list of things that I should stop doing. Can you share with us? What were you supposed to stop doing, Natalie? Can I ask you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, listen, this is about being transparent and this is about, this is about, you know, I've, I've always wondered why would I speak about that? And I think it's important to say why I'm speaking about that. It's yeah. not about look at my life, how horrible it was, because, you know, thank God today I have such a beautiful life that I can't complain. But it's about seeing how regular, normal people can yeah. end up in those situations without understanding what happens to them. It's, it's really about that. It's about mm-hmm. you're a normal young girl of 21, 22, and you just made the wrong choices. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. You just didn't make the choices that are aligned with you. And then you end up in a life that you look around and you say, is this my life? Yeah. You know, I haven't chosen that. This is not me right so that's why i'm sharing this because if some people are in this life where they say and it doesn't have to be an abusive marriage right it could be even even i'm not in the right job i'm not in the right marriage i'm not i don't live in the right country it doesn't it doesn't really matter what yeah 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 so that's the message so the things that were on my list well i it's funny to talk about that but I, i mean it sounds ridiculous but it was about not putting lipstick because when I would put on lipstick in the morning, then he would get jealous that, you know, who are you putting on lipstick for? Why are you putting on lipstick when you go out? So mm. it had happened a few times where I did put on mis- lipstick in the morning when you yeah. put on makeup in the morning, like yeah. regular getting ready to go out. And that would have turned into like an explosive event. And so I had like, you know, don't put on lipstick in the morning so that yeah. you don't have this kind of of events in the morning before you go to work because it's never really convenient to have that no, kind of no you know, it's not a good energy. thing to start the day with yeah exactly no i wouldn't advise it no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so little things like that um, yeah or or for example it was about which tomatoes to buy in the market 
or which way to take, you know, are you going to take this road or this road to get back home? I mean, stupid things that you could never know. Why would that be an upsetting subject? I mean, you can't obviously agree on everything when you're in a relationship, right? And so every time there was something where we didn't agree, like small things, and then there were bigger things like how you dress and how you speak and how you speak to men. But I, I learned to understand that it was also his problem. He had yeah. problems. That's okay. But I'm not here to talk about him. No. Also because he's the father of my children. And yeah. you know, it's about, he also gave me those gifts, right? Those oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. But it's about, it's, about, it's about me not being in the right place and not having made the right choices. So this is so interesting. So you are there, you're a young woman, you're finding yourself trying to, you know, you're taking off the list. Oh, I shouldn't, better not put on a lipstick, better buy the right tomato, better do go on the right route back home, better not talk this way or have this voice when I talk to man. And so you have a list of things that are always like left. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I should not do that. I should not do that. And you, and what happened to you? Can you explain what was happening to you inside? Well, and this is interesting because I think it's something that we do. We continue yeah. doing, even if we're not in those worst situations. Oh, yeah. The worst oh, yeah. situations are, are only making things more obvious, yeah. but it's something that we do. It's about dissociation. Mm. You dissociate from yourself. That's what you do. It's yeah. like you say, okay, so now I am on a plan and I need to do those things. So I was really, I had two little kids. So that was easy to get lost into the technical you know, yeah. thing. Yeah. And so I had a list of, so just focus on the list. Focus on what has to be done today. Don't think, don't connect to yourself. Don't ask too many questions. Just get the day, just over the day, one day at yeah. a time. Wow. That was the survival mode, right? It's just one day at a time, one day at a time. And I think that at a different level, when we have something that bothers us or something that we're not aligned with or we feel that we should look into, that's what we do. We just push it aside and we say, okay, I'm not going to look at it. I'm just not going to push it on the side and just continue my life as if it doesn't exist. So in my story, it seems like a huge dissociation because it was every minute of the day and it was about everything that I, you know, that I was going through. But I think that we do it also on on a smaller scale on other things that we don't want to look at or on things that we don't want to connect to or how we don't connect to ourselves before we make decisions and how then there are some consequences to that. Yeah. And that is so true. I think we can all relate to that in one way or another. We don't even have to be in an abusive yes. circumstances to, to see that exactly. So was it a one particular thing that made you wake up or were there several things that made you think, okay, now I can't, I just can't do this one day at a time with my list. I have to so step out. It's a, yeah, it's interesting that you're asking this question because I've asked myself many times, you yeah. know, what made me, uh, I actually stayed in this marriage for three years, yeah. uh, just enough time to, to have two kids. Yeah. Uh, which I'm so grateful that I have today. Um, and, uh, and then I asked myself many times that question, like what made me, because we all hear those stories of abusive, yeah. of abused women that stay for 20, 30, even mm. never go, right? Never leave. Yeah. And, and then I, it went back to when I started asking for help. 
started asking for help. It wasn't obvious in the beginning because in the beginning, I, you know, remember seeing myself taking the phone book, you know, looking for, I was in Los Angeles at the time uh, and, you know, didn't know I wasn't from there. So didn't know really anyone couldn't talk about it to anyone because, Mm. you know, people shouldn't know because I forgot to say that my husband was a rabbi at the time. I was the wife of a rabbi giving uh, lessons to the communities I was teaching. So we had this position where I couldn't go out on the street and say, my husband is abusive. I mean, it it was unheard of. Right. And so I had to do it very described to be very discreet about it. So I just took a phone book and went to see a a therapist because that's what I knew. I said, okay, I'm going to go see a therapist. But in the beginning, my goal was to see a therapist so that she could help me stay in the marriage. Yeah, wow. That was really, yeah, because I had two little kids and yeah. I couldn't see myself. Yeah, yeah. how so can I adopt? Yeah. Yeah, so I just said, I'm going to find someone that is going to help me. I'm going to go see her every week. She's going to help me stay in the marriage. She's going to teach me how. And so I went to this um, therapist and after half an hour of listening to my story and things that I'm not saying here because we don't have to make a horror movie here. She was with her hands on the phone with calling a shelter. She was like, you need to go to a shelter right away because you cannot go back to this place. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm here because I want to stay with my husband. And I, I, you know, I have two kids, it's their father. And this is my decision. I need to stay. She was like, I can't help you. I need to, I need you to get out of there before. So I wasn't even aware of how dangerous the situation was. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? You're not getting me. You know, I'm going to go look for another therapist. So I go see another therapist. Same story again. She says, we have to call a shelter. We have to get you there. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not getting it. This is not what I want. And I go to a third therapist. Yes, this is true story. And then the third therapist, I say, listen, I'm going to tell you a story. If you tell me that I need to leave my husband, I'm not going to come back. So it's your choice, but just know that this is what's going to happen. So you need to help me. Now, this therapist, and that's to answer your question, was really, really smart. Because she said, okay, she took on the challenge. She said, okay, you're going to come here every week. And I'm going to, we're going to discuss and see how we're going to be able to help you stay in your marriage. Hmm. But really, what she started doing was working on my self-worth. Hmm. She was very smart because she actually understood here that I needed to connect to myself, mm-hmm. that I needed to see myself the way no one else can tell me you're not worth that. And that was, it could only go through me. Mm-hmm. And so she started little by little talking about my ex-boyfriend, talking about the things that I was good at, talking about my job. I was really good at my job. And she was just casually talking about it. And then I started building up my self-confidence and my Mm self-worth. And that's when after three months, I came to her and I said, okay, you have to tell me on the scale of one to 10, how bad is my situation? Am I in a, you know, abusive marriage what type of, what, what is my situation? I think I was ready to remove my glasses. I mean, to, either to put on glasses or to start looking at things differently. And she was like, no, no, I don't think you're ready to hear that. I don't think this is the right time. Let's continue our work. You don't want to ruin anything. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I need to know what is, how bad is it? You, you have experience with abused women. What, from one to 10. 
And it took her a while because she was afraid that I was going to react in a wrong way, but I was really stubborn <laughs> and mm-hmm. she gave me a nine. Wow. She gave me a nine. Yeah. She gave tell, me a nine. Tell me, how did that feel for you? Oh my God. That was like the earth was opening. It was like, I couldn't, it was really, really, um, yeah. I can see the emotion coming out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the nine, because the nine was about telling me that I had no idea what I was going through, that I was so dissociated that it was something that I wasn't even aware of it. And two weeks later, I moved out of the house. With your children? With my children, yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Well done. Yeah. That made me also think that the story is not over. Yeah, no, the story is not over, of course, but the, but the but the point that I really was able to pinpoint and to go back to and to say, okay, this is what made it, you know, my, what enabled me to take another pair of glasses to see things differently was the self-worth. Yeah. It was the self-worth. It was about, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, understanding what you're worth, understanding who you are, understanding what your strengths are, understanding, because it's only by building the self-worth that you're going to be able to make the right choices. If not, Mm. you're only, like we said, taking shortcuts. Yeah. It's this human behavior to think if I I just need to take up that one pill, which is going to fix everything and not really going through the work that you're talking about with really is the ground and goes into you, the core in you. Now, Natalie, I think your story is so amazing. And now, and knowing also what you want to achieve now that you are helping women worldwide to find their worth yes, and build their business, be independent, yes. uh, being able to, yeah, being able to live their lives on their terms. That exactly. is yeah, which is just so so beautiful. What would you say to anyone, man or women out there, yes. who are in one way or another listening now that they're listening to you and your story of leaving an ugly box? What would you tell them? What is the first thing you would tell them to do? I would say that you cannot afford not to connect to yourself. Mm. You cannot afford not to understand how you are wired. You cannot afford how to, you know, not understand where you're coming from, whether it's a religious background, whether it's an identity, whether it's being a woman, whether it's your personality, whether it's your family. I mean, like we said in the beginning, right? We are all products of so many things when we're born. Mm-hmm. And for me, being Jewish was part of it. But if I had, and this is my message is about, look at, you know what, look at what box you're born in, if we're talking about boxes. Right? Yeah. Observe yeah. the box that you're born in, because we're all born in a box. Yeah, right? we're all born. Yeah. In a combination of boxes, actually. Yeah. So yeah. observe them. This is, I, I think that our responsibility, and we're talking about personal responsibility, mm. I think our responsibility on this earth and, you know, in our lifetime is to observe the boxes that we were born in, whether it's our unconscious, it's our family, it's our background, it's our religion. And the more we're going to understand how those boxes are wired, then the more we're going to understand how we work. 
And we're going to say, okay, based on the facts that I have and the information that I have, I can make uh, a smart decision. I can choose my life. I can decide, yes, I want that box. No, I don't want that box. But if I don't choose and I stay in it, then, I mean, my story is an example of how bad things can happen to you. Yeah. You stay in the wrong box. And, And also what I'm also taking from your story is how quickly... And without even knowing, because you, you want things to work out. So you, 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 you're not paying attention to the signals that are showing you that it's not. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, you exactly. hold the, and you're holding on to what you're being taught, what you're born into, that box that you were born into. You're holding on to that tighter than you can imagine. I sometimes, I often see this as when you say it's our responsibility to look at our lives and and see it, you know, can I afford not to? I often often think about it's our responsibility to make a conscious choice about what once was like whatever the religion is or whatever the culture is or whatever the background is, whatever it is that you were brought up with that you have in your rucksack, it's your responsibility to, if you want to take it into the present moment and even more responsibility, I feel, to predict the future from what once was, and we're not even talking about what our parents did or our yeah. grandparents. We're talking <laughs> way back. Yes. And yes. it always reminds me of that story of the, the, the young couple who started to cut off the bone from the lack of lamb because that's what had been done throughout yeah. several. And, and it really was just because they didn't have big enough pot. Yeah, you know, fifty years ago, or so, yeah, but now right. it, they had big enough pots, but they were still t- cutting off the the bone with no reason. So I think being that that being awake, yeah, the coffee, yeah. Yeah. yeah, being awake, and I would say also, and this is my whole fight with the born to do, and you know, yeah. it's, we said before that people are born in a box. That's true yeah. that we are born in the box. But there is also an element of us, call it your soul, call it your divine, you know, uh, spark, call it what, however you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. I call it your born to do. It's, a sm- it's not even a small, it is a part of who we are that is not connected to the boxes. Yeah. That is our essence. That is who we are as really us the real essence goosebumps yeah yes yes and so this part and that's why my fight or my you know my message here is about connect to this part of who you are because this part of who you are is unique it's unique it's you and and it could be that you were born in the wrong box and then you have to take your soul or you're born to do and get it out of there but if you don't connect to who you are and if you're just an addition of boxes, then you're going to get lost because the only job I feel that we have to do, because we're given everything in the beginning, the only job we have to do is to connect to our real essence. Once we connect to our real essence, then we see the map, we see the way, we see the road. But like you said, it's scary. It's scary because are we going to let go of everything else? Are we going to be alone? Are we going? So, so yes, it's about the courage to believe in who we are and 
are in the essence of the word and, and, to, and to connect to that and to say, okay, when I'm connecting to my born to do, when I'm connected to my soul, when I'm connected to my purpose, where is this part of me telling me to go? Hmm. And, that, and that's the courage. That's the, that's the courage of the decision. That's the courage of the choice of looking inside and choosing as a consequence. And, and, that, and that is, I feel, because my life is like a caricature, right? It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like it happens so fast. And I have so many, like every three years, there were something else happening, right? Because, of course, you said it's only the beginning, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, this life didn't happen by chance. There is something here. There is so many, it's touching so many aspects of so many people's lives that I have to do something with it. And that's what I'm doing now with you, because you're interviewing me with writing my book, with the work that I'm doing, with helping, you know, women and also a few good men, like Fabienne would say, right, mm-hmm. uh, that connecting to their born to do, connecting to who they are, connecting to their purpose. And it's, it's my, my job. It's my mission. Yeah. It's my mission and what we were talking about, the mindset retreat, what came really clear to me was that my mission was also connecting Jewish people with their identity without necessarily connecting it to religion. We can yeah. be connecting to an identity without making it something that you have to do or someone that has to tell you what to do or being in the wrong box, like you yeah. say, right? Yeah, exactly. Being who you want no matter what. Natalie, this has been so interesting, so insightful. Thank you so much for sharing your profound story to me and our audience. Wow. All the information about Natalie is on our show notes and I encourage you to contact her directly um, for any more information. She's an amazing woman. Thank you, Runa. It was a pleasure and it was an honor for me. And I know that this would not have happened without you. So thank you. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.